You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. There is a point where we may have to say, it's good that I'm being the most positive influence I can be in my workplace. However, if you are in a situation that's toxic and harmful, and it is becoming detrimental to your own well-being and health, it is worth looking at, is it better for my own well-being that I move away from this place? Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. Alrighty, well, welcome to this week's Momentum. It is so good to have you tuning in wherever you may be around Australia. Really, really appreciate your listening here right now. And uh, of course, I am not alone. I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Des Kennedy. How are you this week, my friend? Are you good? I got my full title this week. That's really cool. You know, like I'm, I'm really good. Really good. And you know, while we've got, we're talking, let's, uh, let's uh, put in a plug for our website, which is MomentumAustralia.org. Uh, lots of information, give us feedback, lots of questions and answers there. All our previous podcasts are all there. And also, if you wanted to donate to this ministry, please do so on our website. That would be greatly appreciated. And while I've got the mic, let me just push our Momentum Caroline, <laughs> um, which is provided by our friends at Caroline Connections, a great organization and ministry in its own right. Momentum Caroline's a new support line for men, 1-800-000-MEN. Wonderful number, easy to remember, one 800 So if you're doing life on your own and you don't have any mates you can get alongside and you want to have a safe and confidential conversation, please reach out to our Caroline between 9 and 11 p.m. seven days a week. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Look, I mean, the truth is that uh, a couple of our core messages at Momentum are, men, get connected. You don't need to do life alone. Uh, and once you are connected, then let's let's start talking about some of the, the stuff that really matters in our lives. Uh, let's not stay on the surface level. Let's get deep and, uh, and, and deal with some of the stuff so that we can walk through life with success. And that's our, that's our tagline, helping men succeed in life in whatever that looks like for you. You know, and truth is, given that all we've been through over the last few years, it is no wonder there's been an increase in a lot of Aussies struggling, but a lot of Aussies struggling with anxiety. In fact, recent statistics from Beyond Blue show that as many as 3 million Australians are currently living with some form of anxiety, which is huge. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And you know, the estimates are that one in four people will experience anxiety at some stage in their lives, making anxiety one of the most common mental health conditions in Australia. And there are a number of factors that can cause anxiety. One of them is our surroundings. Uh, and today we're going to look specifically at anxiety in the church and in the workplace. Yeah, it's going to be a great topic and a great discussion. As always, we are thrilled to be joined today by the CEO of AAFC, Nick Marks. Welcome back to Momentum, my friend. Hello, Tim, and hello, Des. And yeah, thank you very much for having me back. I'm really looking forward to today's discussion. It's, it's fantastic to be with you and, and your listeners. Nick, we, we, we've spoken with you earlier in the year about anxiety. Today, we're going to take a different spin on that. But I just want to quickly let our listeners know about something you've launched in the meantime, and that is Abound, which is abound.org.au. And that is essentially an area where people can go to specifically get Christian counsellors. That's correct? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for the plug on that too, Tim. It's, uh, yeah, so abound.org.au is a, it's a, it's a service. It's um, a platform it's a place where people can um, find and connect with Christian counselors and coaches to, so they can have those conversations and seek that help and support that includes discussions in and around their faith integrated with what might be, you know, issues in life or challenges that we all go through that are similar and different at times. But 
the, the big the big idea is making these services available to the public and to workplaces so they can find and connect with Christian counselor and other well-being services that are aligned to their faith and values mm. and can really help them where they're at in these times, as you mentioned. So do you think just on that, before we move off that, would it be appropriate for churches to reach out to abound.org.ie or Christian businesses? Would, would that be appropriate? Yeah. Great question. So definitely for just people in general, um, yeah. you know, you're, um, for anyone, specifically if churches want to do that for their members or even for their staff, um, that's a really good thing. And so we want to have people who are safe, um, aligned to our values and beliefs um, and can understand the types of things that you might be going through. It could be acute, like as in I'm experiencing this, or it could also be um, a family issue. It could be a work-related issue or some sort of mixture of all three. And so to be able to chat with people who can really understand and are accredited and professionally trained to help you to help you deal with that and support you and help you develop solutions and and really, as the idea in the name says, so we can abound in life, which is mm. what the Lord wants for us. We feel that that's really important, and as as you touched on, particularly after the last few years, yeah. is needed now more than ever. And so, yeah. yes, it's ideal for churches, um, Christian schools not-for-profits, and, and people who may be uh, believers who have their own business. One of the key words you mentioned there, Nick, and, and we'll expand on this as we go through the show, I'm sure, is the word safety, right? Feeling safe to open up mm. to to somebody uh, in a confidential way. Uh, and let's be honest, for guys, that's, that's one of our key things because it's almost like we have this, without saying rude, but we have like an image to portray, right? I mean, we have an image to uphold. And when we we realize or acknowledge in the in the backstory that there's stuff that I, I need to offload to someone, I'm not gonna do that unless I feel safe. Particularly as a man, I think. Yes. Women connect on that on that that realm sort of easier. But I think for men, we really need to feel like we can trust this person that I'm about to pull some skeletons out of the closet with or bear my heart to or be vulnerable to, because that's not somewhere that we tend to sit easily. For men, and that 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 feeling of having a safe space, which is why we promote the care line at the beginning of the show, I think is so important for men. Yeah, yeah, and I and if I could uh, take a leaf from what you just said, I'll borrow a word back: is trust. Mm. The trust in the person, the the services, and the person you're receiving assistance from. The trust in the systems that this is confidential. I mean, look at yeah, we see all sorts of things around data and privacy these days. So there's trust that's an element there. Um, and yeah, that, if that's there, I'm then able to be in a healthy way, vulnerable, so I can, you know, um, receive. The big idea is receive that healing and restoration um, and, and growth so I can step into that new season or work through this thing so that I can be my full self and, and right. live and serve others. And that's that's really what it's about. But the reality is at times we all get either hurt there can be past traumas or issues, something that's more happened more recently, or we just sometimes get stuck and mm. we really need someone to give us a helping hand. And I think as a culture, we've sort of lost the ability to, you know, we don't have to wait until something's about to blow up before mm. we go and ask for help. And yes. there's guys, we, we didn't maybe have that tendency. I don't want to generalize <laughs> too much, but um, just looking at my own life back there, if it's and over the years, I'm like, yeah, I probably could have done that earlier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so I think that's important is, you know, if we, if we use that term, let's 
let's intervene further upstream and yeah. and yeah. we can normalize this that it's good to go and talk to somebody and just i need to get this out of my head mm. and share these thoughts because hey you know what some of the thoughts i might be having might be wrong or i've yeah. drawn the wrong conclusion and you know we can really give ourselves a hard time sometimes mm. so it's good to be able to you know receive that help and and if to back to the safe word i think it's like am i seeing someone who's not going to be giving me solutions or advice or input that is actually not aligned with my values my faith and is yes. actually could be unsafe mm. and maybe mm, yeah. detrimental mm. there's some wonderful counselors out there of all types and persuasions so i want to give the profession a plug and at the same time i think in this day and age we need to be very discerning as to who we go and talk to yeah, one of the things that we do talk about continually on momentum is the need to have you know buddies or mentors or or people alongside us in our world that we can rely on, that we can trust, and that we can you know go and talk to them about those things, and we push that on every show, and and it's mm. a really important thing. What as you rightly said, Nick, you don't want to get to into a crisis and find that you don't have that person sitting beside you, and so yeah, so important. Yeah, Nick, I want to also just quickly bounce off the fact that you said that some of the stuff that we think we're thinking might be wrong. It also might highlight to us that we might actually not be the only one either which yes, is often right. a thought for a lot of guys that i'm the only one that thinks this i'm the only one that struggles with this and therefore we isolate we stay in our man cave we don't connect because i feel like i'm the there's something wrong with me and i'm the failure and having a good counselor will help you to actually realign some of that stuff so let, let's keep moving forward today we are talking about anxiety in the workplace and the church predominantly and um you know i mean uh i suppose let's start with the workplace i mean you know um for some of us, we, we've we've may have worked in workplaces that, you know, we dread going to work. It, it might be a, a toxic culture. It might be one person in particular who we just don't gel with. It might be, you know, a whole range of things. Um, I suppose, do we have any idea as to workplace anxiety? Is this a big thing, Nick? Like, do, do a lot of people feel like that, you know, because let's be honest, you spend a lot of your life at work with other people and, and they're not your family and you're not necessarily people that you would choose to have in your life. And some of those relationships can be a little challenging. Is is this a big issue, do you think, workplace anxiety? Yeah, yeah. Look, I, I, yes, in the sense of there's – and there's a couple of factors for that is that generally there's been increase in anxiety-related um, disorder and, and conditions in terms of acute what we call general anxiety disorder – and particularly in the past three years, yes. and particularly mm. among young people, mm. which is, you know, as as parents, that just, you know, troubles me deeply for our young people and our, our future. And I have a lot of hope for the future with our young people as well, I should say mm. that. Um, mm. But yes, and so we, we bring ourselves to work. And if we, as we know more now, is to um, hear this term, which I don't subscribe to, called work-life balance. Well, it's, um, it's not, uh, there's not a... The opposite of um, work isn't life. The opposite of work is rest. And so I don't know really what work-life balance is, but we do spend quite a bit of time there. And if we're experiencing personal anxiety and anxiety in our own world, um, might be relationally, um, might just be a condition within ourselves, and we are coming to a workplace, whether that's increasingly back in the office or physically in the workplace, whatever that might be. And we know that that's also working from home and online these days. So there's, different dynamics to that as well as where we define work. Yeah. Mm. And then there's another dynamic, which is what's known as chronic anxiety, 
which isn't just anxiety that has lingers around longer. It's what we are now talking about is, and this really comes out of the work of Bowen and Bateman and others around family systems and how it applies in the workplace, which has, which has great application in that anxiety operates in systems in different ways. So when we say chronic anxiety, we're actually talking about um, an emotional process of how anxiety moves between people versus chronic. We often think of it stays around a long time. I've got this chronic condition or it's a chronic mm. issue. This is different in the sense of chronic anxiety is an is the it describing the emotional process of how anxiety moves and operates between people. Interesting. One healthy way to think about that is like the metaphor of the air in a room. And so when anxiety is increasing or high between people, it's like the air in the room becomes fueled and can ignite. Mm. There's different examples of that. It might be helpful. If we think about um, the, there's four spaces of anxiety. So there's the space inside me or you. So the individual with anxiety. And then there's the space between you and another. So how it moves between you and another person. So it could be a workplace relationship. It could be between a husband and a wife and or two friends. There's some anxiety between the two. The third space is the space inside the other. So you're interacting or working with a person who is anxious. Yeah. And this mm. could be over workplace issues. It could be something inherent just within themselves. It could be about their own life. It could be about how they're dealing with change. It could be all manner of factors that contribute to it. Mm. Fourth space is the space between others. And so the example I would give here, if you ever walked into a meeting or into a room and you know that something's really off and there's something, mm. there's an anxiety that's there between the people. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They're the four spaces between you, between you and another, the space inside the other and the space between others. And so that's, like the air in a room, it takes certain conditions that it can ignite. Mm. The good news is that there are things that we can do that influence how anxiety moves between people in terms of these emotional processes. And if we take a step back, we're in a time where there are a lot of factors in our lives, in our relationships, and, and in just the big picture around the world that are currently contributing to anxiety which are therefore heavily feeding this dynamic within systems theory of how it moves between people. Mm. So it's kind of like once you see the way chronic anxiety works, you can't unsee it. If you mm. have a pair of glasses, you can sort of a special pair of anxiety glasses. You can see how this moves between people in terms of systems. And so if you think of a organization, a workplace, a church or a school or anywhere, a family, there'll be certain dynamics of how they relate to each other. And therefore, this systems theory or family systems dynamic hmm. comes into play. And, and we will do certain things to try to lower the anxiety. Yeah. And they can be very healthy and or they can be quite unhealthy and reactive. And that's usually the case if we're not even aware how systems theory works. We go down the reactive path, which is like putting more flammable substances into that room which are more likely to ignite. Wow. Okay. Let's take a short break and come back and then you can explore uh, and tell us about some of the things that we can do that are perhaps healthy or unhealthy that, that might either fuel or 
tame that, I suppose, that sense, you know, things that we can do personally, because let's be honest, we can't control everything, right? We walk into a room, there's a dynamic there, we can play our part, but that's, so So let's come back and talk about that. You are with Momentum, it is Tim and Des, and we're chatting with the uh, uh, CEO of uh, AIFC, Nick Marks, this week about anxiety, and we're looking at anxiety in the workplace at the moment. Uh, while we take a short break, uh, I encourage you to have a look around our website, MomentumAustralia.org, and we'll be back with Nick in just a moment. Stay tuned. This is Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. All right. Well, welcome back to this week's show. It is uh, Tim and Des with you once again. Our special guest this week is the CEO of AIFC, Nick Marks. And uh, their website, by the way, AIFC.com.au. And as we mentioned in the first part of the show, abound.org.au, if you're looking specifically for a Christian counsel, someone that you can help you out, uh, there's recommendations and a whole bunch of else on that website, aband.org.au. We are talking about anxiety again this week. It's a big topic and we've kind of opened up the can of anxiety in the workplace. But Nick, you you mentioned the four ways that anxiety kind of moves around people and, and depending on our response and our reaction to that, we can either help, I suppose, diffuse that to some degree or we can help fuel that to some degree. So let's then look at our responses if we're walking into a room at work or, you know, we walk into the kitchen, there's a group of people there and we can send some things off or whatever. Like, what are the, the things that we can do personally to, I suppose, help diffuse that, maintain some sort of peace to some degree in our relationships in the workplace? Yeah, look, thanks. A great question. It's a big one too in the sense of um, what can I, the, the person in the workplace, do that I on the the influence I have is it just well I'm at the end of the day I'm responsible for myself mm. I want to be a positive and healthy influence on others um, am I in a leadership role where I can in, perhaps influence many um, that's important to, to note but but from the individual perspective and then perhaps we talk about the system is um, being aware of this is actually the first step aware that there are there is a way that anxiety within systems, within a family, within a workplace, even within a culture, will mm. operate and behave left unchecked. Yes. That's point number one. Mm. And as I said earlier, once you see that, you can't unsee it, which is troubling and helpful. <laughs> so <laughs> because it's operating there and it's 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 doing its thing. The good news is we can really intervene in this and being aware of it. So coming to the personal level is what's called differentiation. And it's really our, our growth. And if we're as um, people of faith, it's our growth in Christ where I can be the full, my full self and stay connected. What I mean by that is we'll tend to go, what can happen within chronic anxiety is we have hyper-individuality, which ends up becoming detached and I'll just mm. withdraw. Okay. Um, the other version is togetherness to the extent that it becomes um, codependency and enmeshed. And it's such a group thing. Like a pack mentality sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hurting. It's called hurting. Right. The healthy place in that is what's called differentiation, where I'm, I am myself fully and I st- I'm staying connected to others. And we saw this in Christ's life. He was his full self and, and mm. the opinions of others didn't sway him. And there were many other opinions. And yet he was so connected to people. Mm. And so it's being your full self and staying connected. So differentiation it's a, it's a big area as well, but that'd be a point number one at a personal level. Um, 
another level I think that's important is at the in the organization level in the workplace is if the leadership are able to gain understanding of this, you can speak into it and you can come at it from a cultural perspective. And this is really important for be a church or any organization in terms of what are our real values and behaviors here? We're able to share who we really are and develop what's called being a non-anxious presence. And so the greater um, our presence is within our working with others on a day-to-day basis. So Nick, in, in that in that analogy, you've got um, somebody who's a leader who's identifying um, anxiety within his group or his department or his company. But what if you're at the other end of the spectrum? So you're somebody who's a worker in, you know, in the workplace. How do you manage that as a worker in that place who can't necessarily drive culture, but, but they're facing those same issues? If you're a person in a leadership role, you have an opportunity to have a, a greater influence um, authority-wise and and healthy influence within your team or organization or whatever it might be. So that's a fantastic opportunity. If you're not in that place, you can, you don't have to be in a formal leadership position to have influence with others. Mm -hmm. So your, your healthy back to the air in the room, you are then being at least one person who's in bringing, you're infecting the system with health, if I could put it that way, a little bit like taking antibiotics. <laughs> Even if you're one person, you're infecting the system with health. Yes. However, I would say to that, there is a point where we may have to say, if this is an option, it's good that I'm doing this, it's good that I'm infecting the system with health and I'm being the most positive influence I can be in my workplace. Um, however, if you are in a situation that's toxic, and harmful, and it is becoming detrimental to your own well-being and health over a sustained period of time. It is worth looking at um, how long do I keep at this, and is yes. it better for my own well-being that I move away from this place if, yes. there, if it shows no signs of changing? I think there is a point where mm. we say that I've I've done as much as I can, and it shows no signs of abating. I need to look after myself here. That's mm. that's healthy and also good self-care. But, and, and I think that leads into some of the other things that are really helpful mm-hmm. here in this is our self-care, our rhythms, and if whether you're in a leadership role or any role in an organisation is um, what are my rhythms of rest and restoration, mm-hmm. um, Sabbath taking, um, the depths of my friendships and allies that I can relate to and call on in these troubling times because we all need that. As mm. we touched on earlier, it's not good for us. It's not good for man to be alone. Yes, and so, and particularly us blokes have a tendency to lean that way. So, I think that's another important thing I'd say when it comes to chronic and systems anxiety is that staying connected part, um, as well as being my full self. That staying connected involves I need to be in a in a safe way, as we touched on, in a trusted way, vulnerable, and have real friendships so I can call on those and and help my other friends when they need help because mm. um, we all do need each other. So can, staying connected, I think, is really important yeah. in this day and age because it's so easy in our times to just quietly go off and do whatever we like um, mm. and, and and sort of get by enough with quite and become quite an autonomous being. Mm. And that, that really doesn't work. So I'd really underline that. And as we know, friendships can be messy and hard work 
and they're life-giving and beautiful and important. Nick, I want to come back to the workplace for a moment. Um, we've talked a lot about, I suppose, culture and having an impact on culture, whether it's at a leadership level or just, you know, I'm doing my bit in the team level. I, I want to then talk specifically because there will be people listening who love their job, love their workplace, but there's just that one person in particular <laughs> that they dread seeing when they walk into the office that every day. Because for whatever reason, you just do not click. They push my buttons. They always say something that just irritates me or they cut me down or something. How do we, again, putting on my best self, but can you put some legs on that and some meat on those bones to go, how do I handle if it's just one person? Because I love my job. I love my workplace. It fulfills me in so many areas. There's just this one little fly in the ointment uh, that I've got to put up with every day and it's starting to be the pebble in the shoe that's driving me nuts. <laughs> if, uh, if such and such wasn't there, this place would be great. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. And, and look, the reality is uh, probably everyone listening has got some, somebody's coming to mind right now. <laughs> and so just want to give them time to visualize that person. Uh, no, look, it's, it's, gee, it's so common and, um, you just you think, well, I'm just that if it wasn't that person, this place would be great. I, I think I'll leave, and you go to another place, and there's another one there, <laughs> yes, and, or another two, and so <laughs> it, it is a reality. I would come back to, in terms of family systems and systems theory, the most powerful thing you can do is your own differentiation in the system because it infects the system with health, your mm. full self, and your differentiation. Even if they're talking behind your back, even if this is happening and they're going below the line, and there's blame and reactivity and all these classic symptoms of chronic anxiety um, that are taking place, your differentiation is so important and so powerful and that can start to change the system. However, it may not at the whole system level. Um, it can be you have a healthy conversation with that person um, from your end. However, I would say with some caution, that can go really well. And it can also be if you are dealing with a highly anxious person and they don't have the emotional bandwidth or maturity to deal with that, it may not go well. Mm. And so that's that's really important to flag as well. We really all want to have those crucial conversations that, you know, end in the good news story, but sometimes they don't. Um, again, if you're in a leadership position, you're able to do that. The temptation is to give the most time and effort to try and fix that person. And mm. the reality is you're probably not going to. It's it's the more the system can change and it can be infected with health, it's like a rising tide that lifts all the boats mm. versus spending all the time on that person who is really, we might label them a troublemaker, but they're actually the most anxious person and they're acting out of that. Can I just bounce off that and, and ask, with with having the conversation piece, right? So I've come to the point where I'm like, I, I feel like I need to have a conversation with this person. Do I do that one-on-one? -on -one? Do I get HR involved? Do I get leadership involved? What's what is is there a process that I need to follow with that? Yeah, look, there's there's some guidelines here. I think um, there's no there's no. I don't think there's a. This is the way. Um, if um, if you can, and it's based on past experience, I believe that I can have a conversation with this person one-on-one -on -one and just share. Um, can I raise some of the things? When this happens, this is how it's coming across to me. This is how I'm mm. feeling and mm. how I'm interpreting it versus you are a this, you are a that. 
Um, so if you can have that healthy conversation, it might be able to say, this is how it's affecting me. Mm. Um, again, it may or may not go well. Um, but I, I do recommend that as a first approach if you can. Um, if that's not working and it's continuing to, you know, deteriorate um, or, or really going nowhere fast, it can be something that you raise with the leader. What then can happen is that can go well. It, it can also form then what is called triangulation where mm. that person engages the leader. All this is done in a way of trying to lower the anxiety. People do it without even thinking. They form triangles talk mm. to another person about you or to try and talk to you about that other person to form a triangle to make themselves feel better and mm. lower the anxiety. We often think they're a bad or a mean person, but it's actually them out of insecurity trying to lower their anxiety. So in answer to your question, Tim, yes, I would recommend that generally speaking, though each situation is unique, mm. it's a caveat that, that it, it may go well, but, but sometimes that it, it really doesn't. Either way, you've accounted for yourself well and honoured and respected that person um, and staying connected. However, I'd go to the other side this time and say, you're also then remaining your, true to yourself in the sense of, I'm not going to get engaged and dragged into this. No. Uh, and then, you know, it might be down the track that you have that decision. Do I want to stay here? Yes, I do for these reasons. Or, well, maybe it's time to move on. If that, if you find yourself in a stuck system that shows no sign of abating, that is a worthy question to ask yourself in terms of your future work. Mm. Yeah. Nick, we're almost out of time for the show. We're, we're going to come back another time and explore anxiety in the church. But just to wrap up this week's show, um, if people want to do some more exploration and research into this for themselves, I mean, the whole family system stuff and being able to see that, um, be aware of it, uh, acknowledge it. I mean, that's the first part, right? Is getting the awareness and then, okay, maybe I can see where I need to improve my responses or change my responses to start diffusing. Is there places you can point people to, to start, I suppose, rereading this stuff, get, getting some, some really good information around, an awareness piece and then also how I can improve myself as a person to bring my best self to the workplace as well. Um, from that personal perspective, um, certainly abound.org.au in terms of the seeing a Christian counsellor coach, but also the um, the workplace and pastoral training that's there that includes the family systems training, which mm. we're talking about today. Um, there's also some books that are really good to read on this that are really helpful. I highly recommend... Um, a Failure of Nerve by Ed Friedman and also Managing Leadership Anxiety, Yours and Theirs by Steve Cuss, who's an Aussie pastor in the US. And I highly recommend Steve's material and have um, you know drawn from some of that today in the discussion. So the, the seminal text would be Ed Friedman's A Failure of Nerve. Mm. As I said, Managing Leadership Anxiety by Steve Cuss, an Aussie pastor in the US. Okay. Of course, check out the AAFC website too. That's aafc.com.au, abound.org.au as well. Great resources that you can have up your sleeve. As we've been chatting with the CEO of AAFC, Nick Marks, once again about anxiety and particularly anxiety in the workplace. And a reminder too, quickly, we've got resources on our, on our website at momentumaustralia.org plus the care line. If you feel like you need a confidential chat, whether it's anxiety, 
related, work related, or something else related, we have people you can speak to confidentially at 1-800-000-MEN. That's 1-800-000-636. Nick, as always, a real pleasure having you on the show, mate. There's a lot there to chew over and think over. Uh, as always, encourage our listeners to go back and have a re-listen to the show with notepad and pen. But thanks again for your time, mate. Real pleasure having you on Momentum. Oh, thank you, Tim. And thanks for going there on this topic. It's really important. So I just, uh, just commend you for it and uh, hope it blesses your listeners. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.